Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Uh, today on the show, I've got uh, one of my really good friends uh, who I know from Hillel, Milwaukee, the Jewish Student Life Center. Uh, so shout out to Hillel. Um, she's a she's a global studies uh, major at UWM uh, with a con with a focus on conflict resolution and peace uh, peace studies. So. Um, I'm here to talk to her about uh, what she uh, does and why she does it. So, Charlie Verchek, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're so welcome. How are you doing today? I'm good. I just came back from therapy. I'm thriving. Nice. I'm doing good. Good. Uh, was it a productive session? It was. I uh, had nothing to say and then I came out with a lot of knowledge. <laughs> That's good. How it usually goes. Yeah. Yeah. I. Um, it it kind of like pisses me off a lot of the time, but when I have therapy, like, a lot of times, like, I'll schedule an appointment when I'm, like, losing my mind and freaking out, and I'm like, I'm absolutely losing it. I need to, st like, talk to my therapist <laughs> right now. I feel that. But then, like, once the, th once, like, uh, the time for the session comes, and, like, once I, like, actually go, and I'm sitting there in his office, it's like, I'm what no i'm okay like shit <laughs> like i don't really have anything to say actually like i'm yeah you're like what the fuck like i'm like okay now yeah yeah and i get pissed because i will end up running into some of the same problems like later on without talking about them yeah um so it's something i've learned I have to be very like cognizant of is even when things are going well I still I'll need to, to see therapy. my therapist yeah absolutely yeah I go every week even like right now I've never had a time where I don't feel anxious except for now I'm like thriving um, but I'm still going right now because you learn things that you didn't know you needed to learn so here I am learning <laughs> yeah 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 exactly like it's like taking a class it really Almost. is on yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're pretty much like, um, and you're like getting tested by the trials of life like constantly. And yeah. it's like, you know, if you don't study or if you don't do your homework, then uh, you're going to be in some uh, hot water. <laughs> and your therapist is going to fucking tell you like it is, you know? Yeah, I've gotten lucky. I actually started seeing him two years ago, one year ago for trauma, trauma therapy. It's mm -hmm. very cool. It's called brain spotting. And I su I love talking about it because no one, I never knew about it. A lot of people don't know about it. And so it's, you can Google polar bear trauma and you'll see how it actually works. Humans don't have the same thing that animals do where you can literally shake off your trauma and be fine. Mm -hmm. You hold on to it until you choose to like get rid of it. And that's how you do it by, well, a way to do it is by brain spotting. And, it's really made my life better and like like I said now I'm doing well but I still go to therapy mm -hmm. because yeah. you know next week I might not be, All right so. exactly <laughs> still like keeping tabs it's not even I think therapy has a stigma like you need to get rid of that and have it as a preventative to be healthy to be happy and so that's why I talk about it mm -hmm. nothing to be ashamed of totally yeah I mean it's like so normalized 
for myself to talk about it that like yeah. I forgot that there was even a stigma in the first place. Yeah. Like I mean, this is definitely where it has the stigma has kind of like endured is I hate like drawing attention to myself. And I hate when like I don't wanna like I wanna seem like I'm okay to other people, mm -hmm. like all the time. You know, I don't want people to worry about me and I don't want people to like have like emotional labor to like be there for me because I know that um, you know, they have their own everyone has their own shit to worry about. I don't wanna like burden somebody with my own issues. But that's why it's important to keep those that you trust and that you're close to. Close. Yes, close. Mm -hmm. Keep them, keep them uh, close and, you know, definitely like, I feel like when you really do have like a trusted circle that, you know, understand you and how you operate, like, you don't have to worry about that as much. I agree. Yeah. What is brain spotting? Um, so... The way it works for me, it's it's a so my therapist has like a metal, almost like a pointer, and when you feel activated, like if you feel anxious, you usually feel it in a certain spot, I guess. Like um, for me, it's in my stomach. Like I'll feel like my my abs like tense up, um, and then when I feel activated, he'll pick, bring out this pointer and he'll go like left to right, and you'll feel it more in one spot versus another, and then up and down, what like however it is and then you'll find that point and you'll just stare at it and however your body for me i kind of close my eyes and i almost like like twitch i guess like i think if you were to watch it you'd probably think you're crazy yeah. um but then your brain goes into ways and thinks or like i don't know how it really works it like works in ways that it wouldn't normally when you're you're just t -t -t talking there like talk therapy it's different because mm -hmm. it's like your brain going in deeper I guess if you when you're free google polar bear trauma and you'll understand it all because there's a polar bear running away from a helicopter who's getting tranquilized um and i think i don't know why they were doing it but they are showing this after is when he wakes up you see him like almost convulse and that's him getting rid of the trauma of being scared of being chased and then he's fine like not like he'll not have that trauma of it anymore well, it's very cool I didn't know it existed until i heard about it and went so interesting yeah <clears throat> damn that that does sound like very unique like it, it i mean this definitely with a lot of like the physical symptoms of like anxiety and other mental health issues it like builds a lot of mindfulness it sounds like yeah it's exhausting like when you do like a deep one but you can also learn how to self spot which you can also do a positive spot so it doesn't necessarily have to be trauma which i've not done just because I don't do it but um, <laughs> yeah. you can do it when you're in a good place and you can find like a way to continue bringing positivity or whatever I again like I obviously am no expert in this I just do it for my own experiences in my own life and I've seen myself change and grow in a lot of ways so I would recommend it to anyone especially it doesn't have to be like a terrible trauma it could just be whatever trauma is right. to you yeah whatever that is totally yeah, I'll definitely look into that. That sounds. <laughs> it's a, I'm all for different, you know, forms of therapy. Um, you know, I know that, like, for me, I mean, like, I have borderline personality disorder, so I know one therapy that I've never done that is commonly used to treat people with my condition is DBT, um, which I'm not really even sure what 
exactly it entails, but it has to do with like, it's like a behavioral method. Um, but I've always kind of just gone the traditional talk therapy route, but Hey, you know, therapy is really fucking powerful tool and it means something different to everybody. There's different kinds too. When I was really sick, um, I did mediation or meditation and then I, I think any form of art is like an art therapy and mm-hmm. not like the same kind. So you can find it wherever you need yeah. it, however you need it, go for it. You can be totally healthy. Most people are not, you're, you and I aren't unhealthy. Right. Um, like you just, there's nothing wrong with therapy. It's, oh, of course. You just should go for it. You yeah. You're A plus, doing great. Nothing, anything, nothing in your life could change. Like just go for it. Totally. Yeah. Insurance is a bitch. It can be a bitch, but <laughs> therapy is fucking great. I highly recommend it to all. Um, I myself am doing really well as well, but like you said, proud of you. Hey, I'm proud of you. Um, and uh, yeah, but ex- I'm totally like uh, in the same boat as you. With like, I still you know have a lot to unpack even when I'm feeling great. Mm-hmm. So. So, uh, what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity, and um, we met about three years ago. Damn, it's been a while, like, mm-hmm. it's been that long, shit. I think it's been four now, because I'm a senior. Yeah. Were you a senior? No. No, I was a junior. I'm two years above you. Right. Remember, you were a freshman when I was a junior. So, still four years, though. That's three. 2016. I'm bad at math. That's okay. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah. School-wise, it's been four years. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I remember yeah, we met just from, you know, the, the Jew crew. <laughs> um, I remember, you like, I already felt really familiar with you because I knew your sister from BBYO mm-hmm. back in Chicago. Shout out to Nina. <laughs> um... <laughs> And uh, like, and you went to uh, Stevenson, right? No, I went to Palatine. But Palatine at Stevenson. That was it. Yeah, I like. I don't know. I I kind of all like grouped all of those like north suburb schools with Jews as like everyone knows everybody, <laughs> you know, true. pretty much. But uh, we, I knew we knew a lot of like the same people mm-hmm. from uh, BBYO and stuff like um, Jesse Siegel, right? Yeah, I knew her from Osrui. Yeah, Osrui. I was a nifty girl, which also she was nifty. Yeah, Liv Richardson. Yes. Right. Shout out to Liv. <laughs> I hope you're doing well. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, we became friends. Uh, we um, uh, went to a, a couple uh, parties at your house <laughs> at once upon a time when you used to live right on Oakland. Yes. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, um, you've always just been a, a beaming ray of sunshine uh, <laughs> Thank in, you. in my life. <laughs> Thank so you, I appreciate that. I do really appreciate you. Um, so, I guess like, that all being said, like, I want to like kind of get to know your your passions more. Um, so yeah. I know that, so like we said earlier, like, um, you uh, are a global studies major, you're in your final year, um, and you've been around the world a little bit, haven't you? <laughs> I have. I've gotten some pretty lucky experiences. Nice. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. I guess like what made, what drove you to like kind of uh, 
pursue like global studies like I guess like on your college level um well my junior year of high school I got really sick I have chronic Lyme disease and it didn't really start to present until that until I was a junior um, and I was so sick my junior and senior year that I did school from home um, and through that I had a lot of trials and tribulations because it's not an easy thing to diagnose or to figure out um, so I was kind of in and out of doctors and I was just always not knowing what I wanted to do so I had a lot of free time too <laughs> you're not in school you have seven hours that you would normally be at school doing nothing with no friends because they're at school mm -hmm. um, so I started watching a lot of documentaries and movies and all sorts of things and I found um, a documentary called Living on a Dollar and it's a group of, um, I think they're in college, college students who met on a uh, semester at sea and they went into a city in Guatemala and they um, helped bring awareness of people who are living in real, like real life on a dollar or less a day for a whole family um, and it was very eye-opening and prior to that I'd been on a few not mission trips but like kind of service trips where I go into communities I went to New Orleans um, and I just helped them in ways that they needed I went to um, a shelter uh, a community um, a community center in I can't think of the word, like where the Katrina hit really hard. Um, sure, yeah. Um, and it's like one of the poor areas, like the lower ninth ward. I don't know, I'm not positive anymore. It's been a long time, that was in 2014. Um, and I just learned that I really liked helping people. Prior to that, I wanted to be a special education teacher. Like, I've always really liked, not, not minorities, but like people who are in more need. Minorities are in that mix. Um, but so after watching that documentary, I realized they, they called themselves the world developers because then they, then they then gave back to that community and in ways that they need. And that's really important that I focus on a lot is in ways that they need as, as a, a powerful culture of like America and white people and just, and just like all this knowledge, like first world knowledge, there's an issue. There's always good intent, but it comes off incorrectly. Whereas, you could there was something called the play pump in Africa. Um, I don't remember where. I just remembered learning about it in class. The play pump is so the women don't have to pump their waters by themselves. It's like a merry-go-round kind of that the kids pump the water, mm -hmm. but the kids didn't want to play. The kids would fall off and get hurt, and then this and then when the kids weren't playing, the women had to push this whole pump around, and it became harder. People in first world countries thought they were aiding but instead they were hurting and it's with all good intention but it doesn't matter if that's not how or what they need and so that's what I try to focus on and how and even if I'm not doing it what I make would like other people to focus on when they do volunteerism. Volunteerism is fine I understand wanting to go and travel and see the world and help people because it makes you feel good but it's only good if you're doing it in good ways like if you there's a sloth sanctuary in Costa Rica, which I've also been, and they take sloths from the wild to have it in the sanctuary to make money. It's not like they're eating hurt mm -hmm. sloths. Yeah. So it's like things like that. Like and it's all over the world, and of course there are really great things as well. You just have to know that and which ones are good and which ones aren't. So 
Um, that's kind of why I went into school for what I'm doing is because I wanted to be a world developer. Like back to this documentary that I saw, and then it kind of just grew and evolved into what it is now: security, which could be food security, like war security, all sorts of security. Um, I just want to help people because that's what I like the best. But I want to help them in ways that actually will help them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Not like. Not in ways that seem more beneficial on like the surface level than they like are actually like you know developing and and provisioning a community. Exactly. Like um, I lived for a month, no, for like two or three weeks. I was living in Costa Rica in uh, indigenous community back in I think that was like 2016. I don't remember. Um, and I, we met with uh, a Peace Corps member who was in the same community. Um, and the way Peace Corps works, it's a great concept and sometimes it really does great things, but the government's request members, like Peace Corps members for communities that don't necessarily want them. So sh she was there to help with um, like drinking violence, like domestic violence that comes from drinking. Um, and like these these people didn't want that that's not how it was going to help them and she couldn't do anything because she was stationed there but she was sent there because she that's like that's where she was put but they didn't want it they didn't go to any of her like seminars i guess like it was just no interest to them and it's not what they needed they in order for them to be drinking less they need to be doing this instead and yeah people aren't there giving them the things that they need mm -hmm. rather than so it's just like things sure. like that, I yeah. guess. So not like really focusing on the right issues affecting that community and that population. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. And I, I don't want to take, like I know most people who are doing these kind of things are going in with the best intentions. So I don't ever want to say that they're bad because they're not. Yeah. There's just, right. you have to make sure you're doing it right. And yeah. Anyone who wants to do something good is, that's, Mm -hmm. amazing even if it's for yourself and that's fine if you want to feel good about giving back or giving that's totally fine not a problem at all like that's a great thing just make sure it's right and right. that's my biggest thing yeah there's it, there's uh there's intent but then there's impact exactly you know i remember uh in one of my journalism classes um like we were it was like an investigative journalism class and we like uh were reading this article about how, like, like there was that whole like that Haiti earthquake like back in mm -hmm. 2010, and how like the American Cross or the the Red Cross like uh, were like you know getting all this money uh, that you know was supposedly intended to help, you know, repair damaged communities and help, you know, rebuild and help, like, you know, aid, give humanitarian aid to Haiti. But, like, apparently, like, they didn't really use much of that money, like, at all towards aid and used it for, like, other things and, like, didn't even really help, like, Haiti nearly to the extent that you know, they, like, they said that they were, or, like, what people, 
you know, were led to understand that, like, their money was going towards the help. And, like, so it was basically this whole, like, expose on, like, the Red Cross. And it kind of, since reading that, I've been, you know, I haven't really read too much into uh, the Red Cross since then, but I've, it's like now that organization is kind of like on my shit list, you know, because it's like, well, fuck, it's like, what are people really giving their money to? You know, they might have, like you were saying, they might have all the best intention and want to help a community, but it's like, what, you know, what's that money actually going towards, yeah. you know? So, yeah, I think it's, that goes, that, that definitely goes into like, you know, doing your research on organizations and on initiatives and stuff that always helps mm -hmm. yeah. yeah definitely and the Red Cross does do some good things I don't I know just a few and when I was in Spain um, my teacher worked at the Red Cross um, I live I was in a service learning class and I worked at the refugee center there um, and I taught English to refugees from all over the world it was one of the coolest experiences I've nice. ever had um, so I know like obviously like everything there's good and bad like Peace Corps there's good programs mm -hmm. there's bad programs and I'm sure the same goes for their the Red Cross so yeah I've never heard about any bad ones but I wouldn't doubt yeah. it yeah right yeah it's like I don't I'm not going to dismiss the fact that they've done great work but you know it's like when you hear one bad thing you're like oh shit yeah is this organization a front or something like that of course yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so um so that being all said um so you decided to pursue Global studies, um, yeah. I guess like would have uh, been like I guess some of your favorite courses you've taken under the major, and like I guess what are particular you know uh, courses or you know subjects that have stuck out to you that have affected you profoundly. Yeah. Um, well, with the major, it's different than most. You're required to take the language all four years. You can do one language for four years, or you can do six semesters of one two semesters of another, and then um, that's how you could do it. I chose to do Spanish for six years, or six semesters, and Hebrew for two. Mm. That was just because once you get past a certain level in Spanish, it just becomes more technical. And I understand it decently well, but when I talk, I sound like a gringo, which means a white girl. Yeah, <laughs> right, I, yeah. I, It's very challenging yeah. for me to communicate, but when I'm, when I'm, List. I, can, I can get my point across, but just not at the level that a teacher in these classes wants, so I won't do well. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've, Like I said, I lived in Spain. My Spanish improved amazingly. I work in a restaurant where um, a lot of the kitchen staff does speak Spanish, so I can continue to grow that way too. But I chose to switch to Hebrew because I had a basis, and I've lived in Israel, and I just wanted to get back to my, my roots. I guess it's not really, but to relearn what I forgot mm -hmm. and to now have both of those decently well, which I like. Um, but with the major, you're also required to do a semester abroad and an internship abroad, which is why I lived in Spain for six months and which is why I lived in Israel for three, three or four. Um, and throughout both of those, I got to see and do a lot of really cool things. And um, I, I really appreciate that for the major, from the major. Um, but I think course-wise from UWM, um, some of my most favorite classes were mediation, intro to mediation with Evelyn. She's 
the queen. Evelyn Ang. Yes. Shout out to Evelyn. Oh my <laughs> god, I had her for uh, communication and human conflict. Yeah. She's like the best teacher I've ever had. She is a really fantastic lady. I have her right after this. I'm going straight oh to god. her class. She she reacts like a lot of my Facebook posts. <laughs> uh, tell her I said hi. I will. Yeah. I'll tell her. I love Evelyn. She's she, wonderful. She's she's a big reason why I'm doing. Um, my certificate in peace studies and conflict resolution. Mm -hmm. um, she is, she and my one of my TAs from my uh, intro to peace studies, um, uh, Drea. She is the two of them have been super impactful, and I don't really talk to uh, see Evelyn in class. But other than that, I don't talk to them much, and I wish I I'm gonna have to tell them both how much they both mean to me. But um, I <laughs> I. I'm so thankful for Evelyn's classes of mediation and negotiations, which I'm in now with negotiations. Is that's definitely what I want to be doing. I want to not only be hands-on, but I want to be able to help people in communication. And it's helped me tremendously. I used to be so terrified of conflict, like anxiety. I would, I'd rather be unhappy than ever say something. I'd, ra I'd rather sit in my uncomfort whatever than say anything because yeah. I'm scared of being in trouble in trouble I'm scared of people getting mad at me I'm scared of people not liking confrontation me. exactly yeah. so I never I never did that and because of her classes I have been able to use that in my own life but I've also been able to use it in my personal life with my relationship with friends with with friends on friends like I can mediate things between mm -hmm. myself and my parents like Conflict yeah. is normal. Conflict is fine, but learning how to deal with it is more. I think one of the most important things that you can do, and no one really, I don't think a lot of people really have those tools, which is why I appreciate what I learned so much and what I would like to do with it in my future. I, if I wanted to, I would be an international negotiator, a mediator. Mm -hmm. Like it would be so fun to, yeah. be able to do something like that, impactful. Right. So, would you consider yourself an empath? Yes. I yeah. I can kind of sense that. <laughs> I am too, definitely. Um, I also like that's, you know, I relate so much with like the whole understanding conflict rather than just you know going into like the the fight or flight response when it occurs, which you know that that definitely also like um, experience a ton. It's like when I sense that like tensions are are arising like in in the in my immediate environment or if i someone gets mad at me or if um you know i sense like some kind of like hostility like my heart starts racing yeah like i start like you know like the back of my head like starts sweating <laughs> like it i feel that yeah i definitely get like really really like i'm really sensitive yeah um, because like i absorb a lot of like the i just naturally absorb energy from my environment yeah. very very easily I, you cry for other people I oh yeah. Like, yeah yeah i'm the same way and i just actually today in therapy i learned that I also am very dissociative so it's like I might come off really cold because if I took in more like if you told me something that when I'm in a situation I'm fine but if you talk in general like this problem I'll be like oh I don't care about that problem yeah. and it comes off like she's not empathic like what are mm -hmm, you talking about right. but it's because if I were to do it anymore I wouldn't be able to 
survive, I guess. Right. And I didn't know that. And it was that's one of the things that I learned today. And I loved learning that because Definitely. it made me feel like I was like, oh, like I'm not a not a bitch. Like I get yeah. it now. Like okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a it's a protective uh, exactly. It's a protective mechanism for yourself because yeah. like you have that self awareness to know that like if you like emotionally immerse yourself any more into something than you are you know you're you're like gonna spill over exactly. or you're yeah. you're gonna be like too vulnerable yeah um definitely um i have that problem as well uh i keep a lot of people at arm's length like yeah. i'm definitely very open and like you know very empathic as well but when it comes to like you know my personal space like I'm definitely like I shut out the rest of the world a lot and like yeah. have to like kind of just retreat into my room and not be around anybody for like a pretty long period of time before yeah. I'm ready to go back out in the world nothing wrong with that as yeah. long as you know that's what you need exactly yeah. yeah it's been a problem in with partners of mine though I understand that yeah <laughs> yeah that's see why yeah for sure but communication is key but if you need what you need to right heal then exactly so um so anyway um well that's it's awesome that that was like such a you know profoundly effective uh um course and uh lesson for you mm -hmm. um not only applying to what you're studying but right. you know on a personal level exactly. um so you've you said you've lived in spain you've lived in israel um, you, where else have you been? Um, well, I spent a summer, not the full summer, just a few weeks in Costa Rica. Right. I spent a few weeks in Nicaragua. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was the first, Nicaragua was the first time I ever left the country. And it oh. was also the first time that I'd seen a third world country. Okay. Um, and it was very eye-opening and very influential for what I'm studying as well. Um, those, the people who lived there, the people in the communities that I was working with, um, they were the happiest of anyone I've ever met, and they had next to nothing. They were living in rusty metal shacks, and mm -hmm. um, I learned to appreciate things differently than I had before. I've, I've had everything I could ever need and more than I could ever want, and I still want more, and I'm still not happy mm -hmm. enough, and then yeah. it really puts that into perspective when you see people who really have nothing who are happier than most yeah. people you know. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that was, so, I, so I've been to Nicaragua, very, very amazing experience. Costa Rica, um, Mexico, but that was a very short time, probably two weeks. Um, I lived in Israel for four months and then I lived in Spain and while I was in Spain, I traveled all over Europe. I've been to um, Morocco, which is part of Africa. Portugal, Malta, mm -hmm. Paris, like all over. Nice. <laughs> I've awesome. hit a lot of countries. Yeah. I got lucky. Um, do you like? Uh, do you like to you know collect things from countries that you've been to, like little pieces of it to yeah, take home with you? Definitely, I take postcards home, and I have a whole postcard wall. Um, oh wow! I have two. One in, one up here, and one in my house in Chicago, um, and. You could see stuff from everything I do. I collect things from fun gathering, like posters from like fun gatherings. And I've really recently gotten into screen printing. Um, and so now I'm adding things that I've taken from around the world and putting that 
in my art as well. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Nice. Um, definitely with like, thing I'm a firm believer in uh, definitely like salvaging where you've been, the experiences you've lived, and you know, applying them to what you do. Yeah. You know, for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, so, as you're in your final year, um, don't remind me. Congrats. <laughs> I mean, congrats on making it this far for sure. Um, yeah, like beyond beyond school, like once you graduate, like do you have like any, I guess, like preconceived goals you have? No, and that's an issue. <laughs> I've been trying to figure it out. Um, I would really love to work with refugees I've after my experience in Spain and I've worked with refugees prior to that as well. Um, I would love to do something along the lines of that or I would love to mediate and negotiate internationally where refugees come from to mm -hmm. end refugees. Like like I there's so many things that are I with my field of work I feel like it's very like big big. Like it's not like you you can't just do small things to fix a huge problem um, so I can help in certain situations which I would love to do like alone but to say I want to end refugees like yeah. the refugee crisis like right. that's a bit big and yeah. so I don't know I don't know how I'm gonna start my work whether that be with homeless people with animals with refugees which are like my three main things that I'm most passionate about mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I I don't know where life's gonna take me. For sure. It's, we'll find out. I guess well, in the next few months. Ending refugees is definitely a uh, bold <laughs> assertion, but I mean, it's a it's a powerful thing to set your mind to. Yeah. You know, like we're divine individuals, and you're capable of so much. Mm -hmm. And being as you are an empath, you are somebody of you know of a uh, resolution based nature where like you want to like solve conflicts you want to like you know you want to make the world you genuinely like on the ground on a ground level want to make the world a better place you know you've done humanitarian work in the past um you know you've traveled around the country you've seen civilizations highly different than western culture which is something i've been thinking about a little bit lately about how like we are like even with like you know the provisions that we have that we take for granted so easily in America, like having a roof overhead, having heating, having food mm -hmm. in our fridge, you know, being able to like live on government assistance, you know, having support systems, like it does make you think about like damn, like people can live with so much less and be so happy, mm -hmm. like it speaks volumes on how that like how much of a sociological shift there is between like our culture versus other parts of the world mm -hmm. that are high, like much less fortunate um and it's it's very humbling i mean need, like needless to say like it's just super super humbling um i think you're gonna do amazing things in this life i think that you're um a very strong and powerful woman and uh i think you're gonna play a very integral part in um you know as as an individual in 
you know, potentially uh, making people uh, be a little bit nicer to each other. Thank you. I, I would have loved to be that way. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, just having that genuine just drive to and motivation to, you know, make people's lives a little less hard. Um, but I'm really happy that you are going into the work that you're doing. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I yeah. guess even with someone like myself, who I, I, I feel as though I am very aware and I'm very, I try to be the best that I can be for all communities. Um, you can still make mistakes. I, I, I consider myself not racist, but I can still say racist things and mm-hmm. it's important to realize that and own it and apologize and there's things about that in every situation. Like, no one's ever perfect. and. As long as you're willing to work on yourself, that's fine. And I think that's something that I always, I've just recently really started to notice, like, you're not perfect, I guess. So um, that's my last thing that yeah. I, I think no matter what, no matter how good of a person you can be, you can always be better. Amen to that. That's, that's <laughs> huge. Like, totally. Um, I think that definitely comes with acknowledging your privilege where it is. Um, knowing that, yeah, you are always learning. You're a life student. Um, it takes listening to marginalized communities or disenfranchised folks that, you know, have been oppressed and understanding what they need from the world in order to have what you have or to otherwise, you know, just be, feel seen and heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes it so like we'll always be learning. We're never going to be doing enough. And that's it's a hard pill to swallow. It is. And it's something that because of, you know, because of privilege, you know, there's a lot of fragility that comes with that. And a lot of people just aren't even willing to acknowledge it yet. And I get it. You know, it took me a while to acknowledge certain things that I've been problematic or complicit in myself that, you know, I've had to unpack and it has taken time. And I, so I get it, you know, like not everyone is there, Mm -hmm. not everyone is where you're at, but it's about, I like to, I like to gauge where somebody's heart is. And I like to also, and I feel like I can, I can read people's like intentions pretty well. And I know that if like someone really wants to be a better person, like, you know, they like, they're learning at their own pace. And I like to, I try to see the good in everybody as much as I can, but by all means, there's still some really fucking shitty people out there. (laughs) And there's some people that there's definitely some assholes that just aren't really, that just don't have to be worth your time. Yeah. I agree. All right, Charlie. Um, I did not uh, <laughs> comb my hair after the shower earlier. Um, so I had a great conversation uh, talking about, uh, um, you know, global studies, uh, talking about empath- a- a- empathy, talking about um, different kinds of therapy. Um, yeah. I definitely didn't know about <laughs> brain spotting, so I'm definitely going to look into that. Um yeah, so um, I appreciate you being here and everything. Thank you for having me. And what, uh, so as we close out, Charlie, tell me what keeps you up at night. Oh, my God. Um, the anxiety of what life can be and how yeah. you can fix it. You know, right. Yourself. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, like learning where 
where your limits are for sure everything i think everything probably keeps me up at that point (laughs) yeah for real definitely um what puts you to sleep though melatonin melatonin (laughs) hell yeah love it thanks for having me you're very welcome um so so uh key things to take away uh you're an individual so you can only do so much and we're all always learning but you know it's always good to keep in mind you know little things that you can do to make the world a better place and to make uh folks less fortunate than you making their lives a little less hard that's always an encouraging thought thank you for watching mr nice guy we'll see you next time